0: How is everybody? It's good to see um, you all, and I want to thank you for being here on this nice summer day. Um, So during a Sunday school lesson, a child learned about how God created human beings. The child became especially focused when the teacher explained how Eve was created from Adam's ribs. Later in the week, the boy's mother saw him lying down on the floor, and she asked him what was wrong, and he said, Mom, I'm I'm having a pain in my side. I think I'm getting a wife. (laughs) All right, and I do have a lighthouse joke. Um, I might have told it in the past, but a lot of you are new, so pastor with a reputation of being able to heal any affliction was on stage in a big megachurch one day. young man left the audience and he came up on stage and he asked the preacher to pray for his hearing. The preacher started chanting and he took the young man by his shoulders and he shook him and he cupped his hands over his ears and he said some incantations and finally he shouted to the heavens, "'He is cured! Thank you, Jesus!' Preacher turned to the young man and said, how's your hearing now? And the young man said, I don't know. It's not till 2 p.m. on Thursday. <laughs> if you get it, I'm sure there's people here who can explain it. So, <laughs> uh, so we are in a series uh, that we've titled, Got Fruit?, And we have been going through the Fruits of the Spirit. We have only got two weeks left after today. Fruits of the Spirit, we have learned, come from Galatians chapter 5. And we've learned that they are character traits that God develops in us. Uh, Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And they're truly character traits um, of our God is one of the things that we have learned uh, therefore, for us, um, they are really part of being created in God's image. Um, and when we are growing in faith, when um, we are walking with Jesus, um, God desires to grow these fruits uh, in our lives. And so we've been learning a little bit about what each one might look like in our, in our lives. And today we've come to uh, the word faithfulness or the fruit faithfulness. And you know, when I even say the word faithfulness, um, right away my mind goes to I believe that God is faithful, but um, often days I'm not so sure how much God has been attentive to growing faithfulness in me. And I wonder if you've ever felt that way or if you feel that way. You might even feel that way when we've been going through the various fruits, like you hear love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and you think, well, you know, God might grow those things in some people, um, but not so much in me. And, and uh, you know, I think that one of the things in regards to faithfulness, faithfulness that I want you to know is that, is that oftentimes um, the faithfulness that I think God desires to grow in us is different than what we might come to expect, especially if we've kind of been around churches a little bit. Um, i'd like you to grab a Bible and turn to Lamentations Chapter Three. Uh, Lamentations is in the Old Testament, and uh, there's a page number up on the screen. There should be a church Bible around you if you don't have one and and um, whenever i I think about the topic faithfulness, right away, my mind goes uh, to verses from Lamentations chapter three. Uh, there are very well-known verses about God's faithfulness and, and, uh, and what that can mean for us in our daily lives, and uh, we will often refer to them. I refer to Lamentations 3 quite frequently, uh, as you will see. But, but one of the things we rarely do when we talk about the, um, these verses is we, we rarely put them into context. And today I thought I would, I would share a little bit of the context of these verses about God's faithfulness. Um, because I think there are verses that some of us may be able to identify with, if not today, at other times. So Lamentations is a lament uh, written by Jeremiah, the, the prophet of the Old Testament. And uh, I think the words will be pretty self-explanatory. So let me begin reading at verse 1. I am the one who has seen the afflictions that come from the rod of the Lord's anger. He has led me into darkness, shutting out all light. He has turned his hand against me again and again all day long. He has made my skin and flesh grow old. He has broken my bones. He has besieged and surrounded me with anguish and distress. He has buried me in a dark place like those long dead. The Lord has walked me in and I cannot escape. He has bound me in heavy chains and though I cry and shout, he has shut out my prayers. Anybody ever feel that way? He has blocked my way from a higher stone wall and he has made my road crooked. He has hidden like a bear or a lion waiting to attack me. He has dragged me off the path and torn me in pieces, leaving me helpless and devastated. He has drawn his bow and made me the target of his arrows. He shot his arrows deep into my heart. My own people laugh at me all day long. They sing their mocking songs He has filled me with bitterness and given me a bitter cup of sorrow to drink. He has made me chew on gravel. He has rolled me in the dust. Peace has been stripped away and I have forgotten what prosperity is. I cry out, my splendor is gone. Everything I had hoped for from the Lord is lost. The thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. So we're going to stop there for a second. Um, anybody ever go through a period in life where you could have written words like that? Yeah. I mean, um, that sense that that life is lost and that there is nothing good, um, and we tend to kind of blame that on God. Literally, Jeremiah is saying that you know, God's responsible for where he's brought. Him. Jeremiah was a prophet, and there's some truth in what he's saying. Here's, here's the deal. Um, I hear those words, um, and, and the first thing that I realize um, is that God is big enough uh, to hear my frustrations and my pain and my despair. And he's big enough to hear yours. And um, what's so interesting about the verses we're going to read next is that that's their context. Jeremiah is having a bad day. um, Or a bad life. And then he writes this. Yet in the midst of all of that, verse 21, I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. So it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord and it is good for people to submit at an early age to the yoke of his discipline. Ah, so interesting. All right, we're going to have our question right now. Um, Here it is. How has God been faithful in your life? And I kind of added this caveat um, for our Lighthouse family. Though you may not have seen it at the time, how has God been faithful in your life? Now, you might be able to write a book about this, but we're looking for, like, a short answer. And I'll, we'll take a few of your questions uh, today. If you'd like to answer, you get um, James and Flynn's attention. You have to stand up, um, give us a brief answer, speak right into the mic. Um, how has God been faithful in your life? What's an example of that faithfulness, though you may not have um, really seen it at the time? Hindsight's 2020. Anybody willing to get us started and, and share? Hey, good morning, church family. Uh, God has opened doors sometimes that were right in front of my face, and I didn't realize there were blessings until I made it through it. Mm-hmm. Now, as we were reading Lamentations, I was looking at that, and I didn't realize that Jeremiah was talking about God. I thought he was talking about the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus Christ saved me, and that's, that's the truth. Thank yeah. You. Thanks, Jerry. Who else would be willing to share? Yeah, um, I came from a very poor background uh, where pain and uh, effort was something that was pushed off on whoever was available. And in this, I learned from going to church as a young person That only God can save me. I can't save myself. Only God. And I stick with that. Yeah, excellent. Very good, thank you. Who else? How has God been faithful in your life, though you may not have seen it at the time? All right. Uh, Stephanie and I went through the better part of a decade working on infertility. If we had been successful, we wouldn't have our son Jack today. Uh, Thank you, Paul. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Good morning. Um, So, gosh, I mean, honestly, like God's been faithful pretty much through my whole addiction and through all the the mess that I've been through, Um, you know, bringing me to this point where I am now. Yeah, thank you. Anybody else able to say amen to that? Yeah. Anybody else? So I think we have time for one more if somebody else wants to share. All right. We will wrap up with Misty here. Hi, everyone. I'm Misty. So um, there's been a lot of things going on with me in this last year. And um, I felt like <laughs> that, you know, and I even called Dale and said I feel like that. But um the bottom of it, the last of it, is something that I have held with me, and I don't think that I would have been making it or this far if it wasn't for God sitting with me for, you know, sitting there with me, you know. Yeah. Thank you, Misty. Um, I love uh, you know the transparency and um, kind of the openness to to our lighthouse family to these things. Um, I think about how God has been faithful, um, how God has been so faithful in my own life. Um, and and here's, here's the revelation I had this week. Um, I know God's been faithful um, in my life through the good times, um, but the ones that come to my mind are the, the faithfulness of God in the difficult times that I've been through. Um, specifically, God's faithfulness um, even though my own incompetencies and struggles and doubts and sin have sought to get into the way, um, turn and tell someone I thought he might be talking about me. I think it's such a common experience for us, you know, especially if we kind of are here at this stage in our life and our journey, you know, to feel like, yeah, you know, throughout all the the struggles that I've had, and the, you know, the sin, the doubts, the, the incompetence of my own you know, life and navigation. Here I am. The fact that we are here today, my friends, is evidence that our God never gives up on us, and that he is a God of second chances, and third chances, and 77th chances, and 539th chances. chances. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. That includes today. God is faithful. Turn and tell someone God is faithful. I am convinced. That and this is important. I just want everybody to hear this. I am convinced that God sees our mistakes and our struggles differently than we do. Like Jeremiah, we see how things, how awful things have become. We see how awful we have made our life, or how awful life is for us. God sees how He's going to use our struggles. And how he's going to use the things that we're going to for, through for our good. To build our character, our faithfulness, and then to use it for his purposes. Here's a great saying, if you attend Lighthouse Church on a regular basis, we'll make it kind of one of our principles. God even uses messes like me. Turn and tell someone you are a mess. Turn back and say, yes, but God is working. So I want to I start with this. Um, I think that if we're going to talk about faithfulness and uh, faithfulness as a fruit of the Spirit, the place to start is to just for all of us to acknowledge that God is faithful. And the fact that you are sitting here today is a sign of God's faithfulness and God's grace. Amen? If you have been struggling with an addiction, and you've been able to stop, even if it's for the moment, to get here today, and you are open to some changes in your life and getting help, um, I want you to know that the fact that you are here today is a miracle of God, and um, God is working in your life. If you deal with depression or anxiety or mental health issues and somehow you got up this morning and you dragged yourself here, man, it is a miracle that you are able to get here today and worship with us. Wow, that is so cool. If you are experiencing pain or grief or fear or relationship issues or or struggling with sin or whatever it is that you might be going through, here's the deal. God already knows what you're going through. God already knows what you're struggling with. And his spirit in you is working to grow faith and faithfulness in your heart and in your mind, in your thinking, and in your life. So let's talk about what faithfulness is. That's what we're going to spend the rest of our time talking about today. Um, Faithfulness, let's give it a kind of a clear, simple definition just for the word first. Uh, Faithfulness is steadfastness, consistency, commitment, carefulness in caring for what has been entrusted to you. That's faithfulness. Um, From a biblical standpoint, um, I'm, I'm going to kind of use more of a biblical perspective in regards to faithfulness. From a biblical perspective, um, in our faith it means trusting that what the Bible says about God and his will for your life and his promises are true. And that's what I'm going to unpack with you a little bit um, this morning. So here's the mistake that I, I think we often make. Um, we assume that the biblical faith that, and faithfulness that God might be creating in us is, is this amazing ability to do great things and for my will and my decision-making and my thoughts to always be on par with the will of God. That would be awesome, but I've never met anybody like that. The reality is is that we tend to think that the faithfulness that God is trying to create in your life and in my life is that we will be heroes of the faith. And people will be able to point to us an example of that's what it means to be truly faithful. Now I would love to tell you that's the faithfulness that God is creating in you, but um, it's not. In fact, I don't think I'd even want to tell you that because because you'd probably feel more guilty than anything else. Um, You know, if you're kind of thinking that the faithfulness that God might be trying to create in me is that all of my thoughts, all of my motives, all of my actions are now going to be in tune with God's will, um, then what happens is when they are not, we tend to beat ourselves up. And that's when we find ourselves trapped in shame. Shame. So if that's true, then what the heck is faithfulness? Um, I've shared in the past that what we assume the Bible um, is is a story about people who've got spiritual life figured out. And they are writing about, you know, these heroes of the faith and their great actions and their great faith. And I tell you this all the time. The Bible isn't a book about the people of great faith and mighty actions, but of messed up people like you and me and, their, and a faithful and mighty God. Can I say that one more time? The Bible is a book about messed up people like you and me, people who fall short, and a faithful and a mighty God. So let's talk about what biblical faithfulness is um, as the Holy Spirit is working in our lives, as we try to walk with Jesus. What is it that he is creating uh, in you and me? Uh, So I'm going to give you a lot of information now, so get ready, all right? Number one, biblical faithfulness is trusting that God is faithful and that I can trust his word. Biblical faithfulness, first of all, isn't learning to trust in my own actions, but learning to trust that God is faithful and that his word is true. Psalm 119, verses 89 through 91 says this. Your eternal word, O Lord, stands firm in heaven. Your faithfulness extends to every generation. And as enduring as the earth you created, your regulations remain true to this day for everything serves your plans. What this means is that as God grows faithfulness in me, I can trust more and more what the Bible says about God that it's true, and I can trust more and more what the Bible might say about God's will for my life. I can learn to trust that God is good even when we're in a place like Jeremiah was, and we think, but there's no evidence of that right now. We can learn to believe and trust that God is the creator of all things and that I have been created in God's image and that God has said that I am very good. We can believe and trust that Jesus is God's one and only son, And that I am a sinner in need of God's forgiveness and grace every day. That God and I are constantly in a tug of war for control. And will be as long as I live on this earth. But that Jesus died on the cross for me. And he was raised from the dead. And he loves me right where I'm at right now. I can trust Jesus and the Bible. That God is with me. That God is there to guide my life. And that Jesus loves me. This I know. Why? For the Bible tells me so. Yeah. Um, and and to you know fall back in love with Jesus is God's deepest desire for me, and His Holy Spirit will guide me. And so you know, just as a quick aside, if if that's true, if if faithfulness that God is growing in you and me, number one is being able to trust that God is faithful and that. I can trust his word, then we, get to know, need to, we need to get to know the Bible. And I just encourage you to, you know, begin a practice of getting to know the Bible. And when we offer Bible studies again, you know, getting involved in a Bible study. Um, okay, number two. Biblical faithfulness means that I can trust God's promises. And, you know, for us at Lighthouse Church, I'll even add, even when life is falling apart. That I can trust God's promises even when it doesn't feel like it. That's kind of what, you know, uh, Jeremiah was saying. I am confident in God's forgiveness and grace. That's what biblical faithfulness means. That his mercies are new every morning, and that's not just for other people, it's for me too. And it's for you. Romans chapter 8, verses 38 through 39 says this. nothing is going to separate you from God's love. That's the faithfulness that God desires to grow in you. That no matter you know, what's going on in your life, nothing can separate you from God's love. Um, here's the deal. God is not up in heaven just waiting for you to screw up so he can pull his promises back. His love is unconditional. His love is continually working in your life. And God's promises and the faithfulness he's creating in us also means that we can trust that God is working for our good. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says this, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes for them. God is continually working for your good Even when it doesn't feel like it, God is working for your good. God is working even in our messes, in our issues, in our struggles. Um, Here's the deal. If you learned one thing from Lamentations chapter 3 today, it's that you and I have a God who's big enough to handle our pain, our frustrations, our fears, and our doubts, and that we can talk directly to God about that, and he will be able to love us through it. God is always working. He's always working in your life. I do my my best to be growing. I do my best to do the next right thing. And I'm going to trust that God's going to take care of me. Philippians 4 verse 19 says this, And this same God who takes care of me will supply all the needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Here's the deal. If you learn one thing, especially if you're struggling right now in your life, um, focus on the promises of God. Just focus on the promises of God. Don't worry about reading all the Old Testament. Focus on the promises of God. Um, And you might, well, how do I find the promises of God? Let's just point out the amazing thing about the internet these days. Google promises of God and you will have enough to read all week, right? You know, the promises of God. Focus on the promises of God. Number three, biblical faithfulness through the Holy Spirit gives me the ability to recognize my sin, repent, and make faithful changes in my life. Biblical faithfulness growing in me through the Holy Spirit gives me the ability to recognize my sin, to repent, to change my mind, to turn around and go a different direction, and make faithful changes in my life. Psalm 119, verse 75 says this, I know, O Lord, that your regulations are fair. You disciplined me because I needed it. So we should love discipline. (laughs) Ha, right. Um, Lord disciplines us. The Holy Spirit and biblical faithfulness means that we can learn from our mistakes and sin that we can grow, and that we can find recovery. Um, Heck, a lot of us are even in programs where we remember on a regular basis, we confess to ourselves, to God, and to another person the exact nature of our wrongs. Um, We ask for forgiveness. We We learn to forgive ourselves, often the hardest thing for us to do, and we learn and we move forward. Number four, biblical faithfulness growing in you is going to make you look more and more like Jesus. Biblical faithfulness growing in you will mean that your life will look more and more like Jesus. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me, so I live this, in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Um, it is Jesus who walked this earth and had um, perfect love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. None of us are ever going to get there. Um, it is Jesus who knows what that looks like. And so I I teach this all the time, you want to grow spiritually, Um, fall in love with Jesus. You wonder if you are growing spiritually, ask yourself, or maybe ask somebody who trusts you, do I look more like Jesus today than I did in the past? Uh, In other words, do you got fruit Um, am I more loving, more filled with joy, more peaceful, more patient, more kind, have more goodness, more faithfulness, more gentle and self-control? Those are the measures. How do we do that? Um, well, we don't so much as we allow God to do that in our lives. It's kind of a circle. Um, how do I grow spiritually? You fall in love with Jesus and let God's word fill your life. Biblical faithfulness growing in you is going to cause your life to look more and more like Jesus. Fifth, uh, biblical faithfulness trusts that God that the fulfillment of God's promises will come in a future glory that we cannot even begin to imagine. It's really important to kind of share this. Um, you and I will never reach the the epitome of of perfect fruits of the spirit. Um, in fact, often I think we will fall short till our dying days. Um, but here's the here's the promise that one day we will know those fruits in their fullness in our lives, when we're with the Lord in heaven. And when we um, trust in Jesus, we can kind of go through life confident in God's grace and confident in the promise, that there's going to be a future glory that we cannot even begin to imagine. You know, I share with you uh, pretty frequently when we talk about this, Revelation 21, Let's share a couple of verses, verses three and four. Um, I heard a loud shout from the throne of heaven saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things will be gone forever. As will addictions and mental health issues and physical health issues and relationship issues and all of the things that we deal with be gone forever. And what that means is that, you know, we can hold on to the promise that no matter how bad things are in our life right now, uh, there will be a day when it'll all be gone. And we can approach the end of life with confidence that God has promised us that next life. And that in Jesus, we can walk towards that boldly. All right, so one last thing I want to share. Um, Number six, biblical faithfulness growing in you means the confidence that everything's going to be all right. And um, I, can't, I can't say this strongly enough that as the Spirit is building um, your faithfulness and I say the other fruits of the Spirit, no matter what you're going to go through, um, there's this sense that, you know, it's, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay because God's got this. Hmm? I think that's what what Jeremiah was saying in Lamentations chapter 3. Life is falling apart. It's horrible. God's making me chew on gravel. But the faithful love of the Lord never fails me. His mercies are new every morning. I think it's what Paul meant when he said, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. He's not saying I'm a hero of the faith as much as he's saying I can get through stuff because I'm going to be okay because even though I don't feel like I've got this one, God does. And he is forever faithful.